Well, hello, everybody. Welcome again to Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. And this is Dr. G, your relationship doctor that is your tour guide in this crazy world of dating. I tell you, my mission is to help you stay sane while in the crazy world of dating. We all know that this single journey can be like a jungle. It can be like a roller coaster ride. It can be like a maze when sometimes you just can't see your way out. So with that, you need guidance. I am here to guide you on this journey. I started my single journey about 10 years ago. After having been married 23 years, nine months, and four kids later, I became a part of this single world. And boy, has it been a journey. What I do for a living and have been doing over the last two decades, I have talked to thousands of people and done so much research, talking to groups of people to find out where everybody is along their journey of life. And then when it comes to the single world, how everybody is really functioning and maneuvering in it. Because I decided that I wanted to remain as a single woman. It gives me a different perspective so that I'm able to do research. I'm able to just have the conversations that I never probably could have had before if there was a hidden agenda for me. There's not. With all of that, that's a good thing for you because that allows me to be able to help you, give you grounded, objective information for both the men and the women. I'm here to represent, to help bridge the gap between communication and all of the myths and all of the bad energy that comes from having bad experiences on this journey. So here I am, and I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so glad that we have listeners around the globe. We are in eight different countries and over 232 cities. So people are listening everywhere because you know what? We all need some help. Yes, we do. So we are excited because this is our seventh episode. And I tell you, I'm just having so much fun. And on this episode, I'm telling you, it's going to get crazy. This is really part two of what we did the last episode. This episode is why I never put a ring on it. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh Oh, I'm sorry. I was just channeling my inner Beyonce. But we all know that song. Single ladies, we love that. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, you know, you hear that song, you jump up and, you know, you wave in your hands. Well, guess what? Today, we're going to be talking to some men who liked it, I guess, but never put a ring on it. And we need to find out why. So this conversation is going to be so tantalizing, I tell you. You know that on our shows, we have different segments and we keep it interesting. We have Did You Know? So you get the statistical information and the grounding about what I'm talking about. Then we have the Candid Conversations, which today we have two handsome gentlemen that will be joining us talking about why they didn't put a ring on it. We have the Dating Do's and Don'ts. To the left, to the left, girl by, boy by. 
Ask a Dr. G. And as you know, I always leave you with a challenge of the week, something to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone and to do something that is going to make your life better. Now, how you reach us is through the website, drgladney.com, D-R-G-L-A-D-N-E-Y.com. If you have any questions, if you want to ask Dr. G, if you have a crazy dating story, send us all of that through the website and absolutely have to join us in our private Facebook group, Single Life with Dr. G Dating Over 40, because the conversations continue there and some of them get really juicy. Let's get to it, ladies, because I know you want to hear why they just can't put a ring on it. We're starting out with Did You Know? And looking at the statistics, did you know that about 47% of men were not married? That's a lot compared to 53% of the women that are not married. While those numbers don't seem too off-kelter and unbalanced, If you look at the men that are not getting married and the women that are not getting married and the men are the ones asking the women, but this percentage of men, 47, decide they're not going to get married and the 53% are waiting to be asked to be married. Now you see where the imbalance comes from. And then the statistic tells us that about 45% of the men will never get married. So that doesn't sound very hopeful and promising. (laughs) And then they say, if you wait over a certain age of 50, then it just totally diminishes the number about less than 15% that will actually end up getting married. So that just kind of gives you some information on where things really stand. And then there was some more really interesting information. I thought this was very intriguing. The research said that men are much more likely than women to fall in love at first sight. Hmm. I thought, okay, 48% of the men said they fall in love at first sight versus 28% of the women. Hmm. Now, men, and we'll have to ask these gentlemen, okay, is that because they fall in lust or are they falling in love? <laughs> that is a question that we will have to get to later on in our candid conversations. And then one more thing. It said that guys crave romance. Guys crave romance? Really? It said 33% more men than women around the entire world says it bothers them a lot that their significant other isn't more romantic. Now, I really thought that was fascinating because, ladies, you know, we always think of a man and we want him to be romantic. We want the flowers. We want the roses. We want the candy. But have we ever thought about romancing the man? Hmm. Something to think about. So I've set the stage now for this tantalizing conversation. Now it's time for candid conversations. We have the handsome Nico Bay and the handsome Eugene Bowes. To bring in two men to have this conversation, like we had two women. And I always have to put this disclaimer out. Ladies, these two men are not speaking for the rest of the men all around the world. Okay. This is their opinion. This is their experience. This is their thoughts and feelings. Now, what happens when we get people's thoughts and feelings that we can generalize sometimes? And they can tell you if they're guy friends and the people they know, because being a man, they understand. 
but this is their opinion. So I had to really say it because we've had some other things stirred up because people say, well, not all men are like this and not all women are like this. We know that. And I'm here to bring both sides of the story. So as we hear what these gentlemen have to say, it's going to be interesting. So Nico, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Let's see. Be 46 this year in December. Never married. From Jamaica originally, grew up in Florida. Just wrapped up my master's at uh, SMU, software engineering. My current role is a system engineer, but I'm transitioning over to uh, play sports, tennis, basketball, still work out, still like to live an active life, like to travel on basic, basic as can be. Okay. Ladies, do you hear that accent? People love accents. I, I know. <laughs> So never been married. And I'll ask you, is that something that you're desiring one day? Marriage. Hmm. Let's see. First, you have to define marriage. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. The reason I say that because me and my daughter's mom uh, were together for 17, 18 years. We were happy. No problems. We had the conversation, but it wasn't really a big thing. She was from the Caribbean as well, from uh, Trinidad. So to do that wasn't a big issue. The thing that made us so happy and compatible was we were happy to be together and we were happy we worked together. You know what I mean? Like we didn't put society's interest and what they want our relationship in our relationship. I think that's what made it flourish. I think now, especially with the acceptance of social media and all of that, you have so many people all over the world. Every time you, you click on anything, an image, a video, you have so many women. I just got engaged. I just put a ring on it. And that actually subconsciously whether women or to not put pressure on them, even if they could be happy with a dude for umpteen years, right? Happy. But the pressure of the perception of what other people see, girl, you're going you're gonna to be with this dude all this time and he ain't going to put no rango. I wouldn't do that. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm sure he heard it, Eugene. So yes. why, why two people just can't be happy? It just all depends on who you with. If that's what that person wants and you don't want to lose him, then do it. When you said, you know, it depends on what the definition of marriage is. We'll get into that even deeper. But first, I want Eugene to tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Eugene Bose. I'm 6'4", 250 pounds, bald-headed, chocolate, salt and pepper beard, graduate of SMU. I'm an independent claims adjuster, so I work for whoever wants to pay me the money. I've never been married. I'm not opposed to it. It just has to be the right situation, to be honest. Hmm. Not opposed to it. Has to be the right situation. Now, look, both of you guys got SMU behind your name, which is great. And it, for those people that don't know, that is a prestigious university here in the Dallas, Texas area. So Southern Methodist University. That speaks very highly. And you even gave us your stats. He had to tell us how tall it was. <laughs> All of Never that. know who's listening. That That's great. And never been married. So this is going to be some great conversations, ladies, as you can already see that we're starting the conversation up. So I'm going to start with the first reason that research says that men don't want to get married. <laughs> don't put a ring on it because, number one, sex is available everywhere. Men are less interested in marriage than ever before because, as our parents used to tell us, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? I know you guys have heard that. I don't know if that's just a, a, an American thing, but maybe where you live, there's another saying. Guys, I want you to speak to that because that, I know things have changed in our society nowadays, but is that something that you have thought about? I don't see it like that. 
When I was younger, yeah, because, you know, that's all you wanted to do. But you still want somebody to talk to. For me, one of the main issues, show me a friend before you show me a lover, which means if I tell you that my mother is sick, check on me or check on her, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay. So that's not one of your reasons, UG? I would say no as well. Just because sex is readily available doesn't mean it's good sex. But you want somebody that you can build something with. Like he said, you want a friend, you want a friendship, you want somebody you can hang out with and not even have sex. Why you just can't come over and we watch a movie? Simple. Sometimes you just want company, but you want the company that wants to be your company. And women want to hear this because now that we're in our 40s, 50s and 60s, surely we know that it's more to life than that. (laughs) So this is good because the emphasis is not on the sex. And that's a good thing. We want people to understand that during this time in life, 40s, 50s, and 60s, that's not the thing that takes the precedent. And number two, I wanted to say when I was looking up all this research, it's really interesting the difference in the reasons why women don't get married opposed to why men don't get married. Almost every reason that we are going to talk about, it was because of a loss of something. But number two said, the reason why men don't want to get married, because it's a loss of freedom. They feel like they're going to prison, quote unquote. They're going to lose their freedom if they get married, because then they can't do all of the things that they want to do when they want to. What do you men think about that? You, you, you know, I don't I don't even understand that. Can't nobody on this earth tell me what I can and cannot do, right? Now, I will respect who I'm with and not disrespect, but... If I'm going to hang out with the fellas, if I'm going to go play ball, if I'm going to do whatever that makes me happy and gives me that comfort, so be it. Now, if she wants to come, she's more than welcome to come. But, and I think marriage is a, is a definition staple of control. Right? Mm-hmm. I have so many friends who have gotten married, who's with their high school sweethearts, had kids, you know, 15, 16, and then they finally got married, divorced six months later, and they hate each other. Because now I can't go and do the things that I was doing all the time we dated because now we are quote unquote marriage. Mm -hmm. So if marriage is a form of control, like most of us brothers, most of us men see it as a form of control. You can't do this. You can't do that. I'm big on that. Nobody's going to control me. I don't want to control nobody. If we can't live happy, be cool and do and have our own little stuff that we do together. And then you come and support what I do and I support what you do, but I don't want to be up under you all the time. Then I'm good. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Eugene, what do you think? You feel like it's a loss of freedom? Not at all, because you have the conversation before marriage. You bring different scenarios up. If we do this, what is your opinion? If we do this, what is your opinion? Just as much as I'm not going to dictate when you go see your girlfriends or go hang out with your girlfriends, you shouldn't want to dictate when what I do with the fellas. You Like he said, you have to have that separation. Now, there are going to be times where we do, quote unquote, coupled things, where we go to the game together. We, there may be a, a party or something of like that. But you do want time to, to hang out with the fellas. The fellas are going to go smoke cigars. You want to be able to do something with the fellas. And I definitely want you to be able to do something with your girlfriend. It's both sides. It's not just one sided. So you can't dictate what I do. And I'm definitely not trying to dictate what you do, because at the end of the night, I'm still coming home to you. And that lead us on into number three, which is the loss of friends and the loss of your gang and your boys who you want to be around. A lot of men, they say, feel like you're not going to get that privilege anymore. 
Let me interject here and say a little something about marriage. As it is supposed to work and how God designed it that two people come together to be as one. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be the same. It just means you come together and act as one unit. And you bring your set of friends and family and he brings his set of friends and family. And a lot of times the men feel like that they have to give up all of their single guy friends. And it happens with the woman as well. There is a separation of friends that happens because, of course, a married man hanging out with single men or a married woman hanging out with single women, that always brings up a concern for a married couple. So men see it as a loss of friend. But you're saying if you have the conversation, then all of this should be okay because everybody should be able to meet each other in the middle to compliment. Is that what I hear you guys saying? This is how easy it is. How do you know my single man ain't thinking about getting married and he's talking to me to get my ideal on how I'm going through my marriage in order for him to make a decision? Just because a man is single doesn't mean he always wants to be single. I've had friends before I met you. I'm going to have friends when you're gone. Not We pray that you never leave. So I'm not going to get rid of my friends, whether they're married or single. I'm going to introduce you to them. You're going to know who they are. So when I said I'm going over X's house to play cards or to watch the game, you know who that is. It's that simple. I'm not going to tell you to get rid of your single girlfriends because they're single and they may try to pull you here and there. No, it's this is life. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to give you all the perspective on the married side since I was married for so long because things do change. And because they change, which is what we're talking about, if men are fearing the loss of friends or the loss of freedom, And they had here in all caps that men fear the loss of freedom more than anything else in the world. And so you guys are really validating that and saying, yeah, you don't want to have a loss of this. But things do significantly change when you get married. What I'm saying, I'm not fearing it at all because it's not going to happen is what I'm saying. I mean, because, again, you can't tell me to get rid of my single friends and you still have single friends. Right. And so let me tell you how it works. It it works with the woman and the man. The dynamics just end up shifting. Your single friends are not going to want to keep hanging out with you when you're married. It just shifts because of what your focus is on. I disagree. Okay. And because I have several married homeboys, we still hang out. They still do things at their Yeah. Right. But they still do things at their house and hey, you know, when you put that label saying I'm married. I don't think you should lose single friends just because you're married. Okay, that's good. Next is a loss of women. Okay, a lot of men are not wanting to get married and commit because obviously then they just with that one woman. As a single man, you love the idea of having all these options and the freedom to be here, there, everywhere. Is that true or not? That's not true. That's bitter women. That's that's women congregating amongst each other and making that up. Most of us do not want a, a whole lot of women, right? We want that one. I'm going to just be honest. At some point in my life, I dated different women to build the one. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Tina had that great attitude and that corporate lifestyle as well as the hood lifestyle, so I can take her around the crew. Susie was completely bookworm, but she gave me a level of comfort that nobody else has ever given me. But yet, let's say the communication was bad. So then I went to go find somebody with the communication. So now I have these three women that have all of these different characteristics that I'm looking for in one. 
Got it. Right. That's same so thing, Steve I'm, Harvey. I'm just, and a lot of us do that unknowing that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was doing that. Okay. And I'm going to be straight up. In order for me to get the, the education and degrees that I get and my ambition, right, because I was in the streets, big, heavy. The young lady, my high school sweetheart, Tammy Hughes, if you're listening, she trained me to be the man that I am today. Whether it was threats that she was going to leave me, whether it was the fear of losing somebody that had my back when I had nothing, when I was dirt poor, right, back home. She trained me to be a better man. And I hate women that, that say this. We're not scared. Most of us are not physically or psychologically scared to get married. We want to make sure we marry the person we want to marry. I don't believe in divorce. So if she stuck with me, period. So the way for me to avoid that is never to do it. So with that, you're saying you really haven't found that one person yet. Is that true? I did, but I messed, I messed it up twice. Okay. I have. I have. Yeah, of course I have. Maybe I mean, third time's a time. Listen, Dr. G, any man, I don't know if Eugene can attest to this or not. Every man on this earth has fallen in love at some point in his life. This is what I was always taught by my father. My love for who I love my woman for is going to be different than how you love who you love, how Eugene loved who he loved. Our life and our path for love is completely different than what you see on TV and all of that stuff. Nico has said that he has missed out the opportunity. Eugene, how about you? Have you felt like that you found that one and you did something and messed it up? You did a man mess up? (laughs) No, um, I dated a woman for 13 years. So first part, maybe five to eight years into the relationship, I was ready to get married. And that's the thing that women don't understand is if a man say he's ready to get married, he's thought about it. All the women that he's dated in the past, Hey, me and her can call him on speakerphone. I'm getting married. I'm changing my number. We can still be friends. When I see you, I say hi, but nothing else is going to happen. Things of that nature. I'm giving up just like the song, um, Spaceship Don't Come Be Quit with Rearview Mirrors. There's no looking back. That particular time, she wasn't ready to get married. No problem. We still dated. Then when she got ready to get married, I wasn't ready to get married because, again, you had took yourself to a level that you have never been before. And then now it starts disintegrating or whatever. So now you ready to get married. I'm not ready to get married. Then we decided, okay, do we need to define our our relationship by marriage? And we said, no, I'm with Nico. We, we build Miss Frankenstein. She brings this to the table. She brings this to the table. She brings this. Even at the age of 52. Now, when Nico says staying together long-term, Before my parents passed, they were married 50 years. They went through highs, lows, the whole nine. The lady that I'm going to be with, I'm trying to outdo my parents. Oh, wow. So I would rather stay single. You better hurry up. You're already 52. You're going to be 100. It don't matter. (laughs) I I will be 102, 104, 106, (laughs) celebrating my 50th wedding anniversary. Then you're going to be saying, he did it. I would rather stay single if I can't see a woman that I could see myself being with for 50 years. You know, what was interesting, both of you guys said that you're in long-term relationships and number of years. At any point in time, and Nico, you didn't say, did you want to get married? Again, I was I was dealing with a woman who didn't care about marriage. Okay. Like that. Because, and it sounds right? like Because of the culture. Yeah. Caribbean culture is different. It's just, okay. it's just different. It's more in tune to... The person that you're with versus what society sees you as, as a couple, right? 
it's not that we didn't have the conversation. We had the conversation, right? But the conversation, again, was based off people in her ear. And it wasn't until her mother said, and I'm, I'm going to say it in Patois because it sounds funnier in Patois. It, it, it wasn't until her mother said, yo, you better load, you better load that money in before, you left, before he left you. Which means leave him be before he leaves. Because if we've been doing this successfully all these years and no issues, it's, hence we're not together now. You mean to tell me I have improved myself as a provider and we never lived together. I don't, I don't play that game. But oh, wow. as a provider, as a protector, take care of your children that wasn't mine. I did all of that. I did it all. For a person now to come to you after so many years or so much time has passed and so much invested and now you pressure me to do something we agreed upon, nah, it's time to go and you find somebody else that's ready to do that. Wow. And don't get it twisted. As a man, of course it hurts. Of course you go through certain things, but at the end of the day, my happiness, my will to be happy for myself supersedes that of how somebody else made me feel. Because if I'm not happy with myself, I can't be happy with anybody, right? Right. So I believe in the institution of marriage. Because if you look at the history of marriage in America, the reason marriage was so predominant back in the days was why? Because the diamond had to be bought. The smaller the diamond, that was the lesser that person loved you. And it's still perceived to that day. But I thought the whole sanctity of marriage was about love, not a ring. Well, So it's not. It's about a materialistic item that is placed on your finger that gives you a social status of being married. Right. And it, it lets other women know that you didn't wait or stand for certain stuff so that now he's yours. You got your man. But how happy are you? Right. How many people are married and not happy? I can't do it, man. See, I really you know, can't. I'll I, I be a lonely dude. How happy are you really? Did you get married because this, you absolutely could not live without this person? That's what I want to feel. I want to feel that I can't live without this person. Yeah. I wake up and I smell her. I feel her. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's what I want. You make a great point, man. We talked about that even in the last podcast and the podcast before, is that when it comes to marriage, a lot of times people are focused on the idea and are married to the idea of marriage as opposed to what it entails. It's a whole different way of living. <laughs> so we did discuss that. And- it sounds like to me that that both of you guys are not really opposed to marriage. A lot of times we feel like that men are just opposed to marriage. And if you're not married in your 40s, 50s, or 60s by this time, statistics also say if you're not married by the time you're 50, the chances diminish and you probably won't get married. It's a 15% chance or something that you'll get married. Because by this time, you know, you've been doing your life and you're, you're fine. We, as women, we can look out and say, well, they get all these options. If a man is not married right now in you guys' categories, stage of life, then you're not wanting to be married. Is that a fair statement? Not true. No. Not, not true. Fair. Okay. I'll, I'm I'll not let getting you married to take get, it, but that's, that's not true. Yeah. I'm not getting married just to get married. I mean, that's the whole thing. If I meet a woman, first of all, whether it's right or wrong, she has to be aesthetically pleasing. Because when we walk mm-hmm. out, I'm tall, dark, handsome. She needs to look good, too. That gets you in the door. Excuse me. Did y'all hear him say that? He's tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. okay. Just that's just what I've been told. That's what I've been ahead. told. You want somebody that compliments you. So you look good. Now what else do you bring to the table? Here's the thing that people don't understand. You can work at McDonald's if you got a career plan. You don't have to be the CEO of a company. You have to have potential. 
You have to see where you are and you have to have a plan on where you want to be. That is sexy in itself. Well, I'm trying to launch a business. I want to do this. So I'm going back to school. So I see the potential in you. That's something I could work with. This concept that when you reach 50, again, I don't have to. I'm not opposed to it. But it has to be somebody that I know I could deal with long term because I ask questions. I put you in different situations to see how you react, because if you can't pass these little tests, how are you going to pass a lifelong test living with me? Man, let me ask you that, because the issue I have found out here in the single world that women are frustrated and men are frustrated. I think the women get frustrated because there's so many more women than there are men and it seems like that men feel like, one, we talked about this, that they're the gift, that they're the commodity. And so you get to just pick because you have all these options. It's all of these professional, beautiful, smart, driven women out there that have never been married and would like to. And so we're saying, aren't there a lot of women that you can pick from? Don't you see the quality out there? You I mean, see, what- You see women. That doesn't mean there's quality. You see women because the conversations they have with their homegirls and Dr. G is not the same conversation they have when they on a date with the man. Like I tell women, it's the very simplest thing. Take a sheet of paper, fold it in half. On the left side, write everything you want the man, whether it's a height, whether it's a weight, whether it's a number of kids, a number of cards, the number on the on the right side. You write down everything that you bring to the table to match what you want from that man. A lot of women can't do it. You want a man with one baby mama, but you got wow. two baby daddies. Wow. Okay. A lot of women can't do it. So you know, you want a man that makes a hundred thousand, but you make fifty. You know, and I, there's nothing wrong with no, making fifty. I know. I, I but what I'm saying is, you gotta have, you gotta when you right. when you decide the type of man, expectations are blown out the water. You expect too much. There are women who swear that they're the finest woman on earth, but who are you comparing yourself to? Okay. So I'm saying, here's what Nico can attest to this. Nico's a tall, dark, me and Nico really resemble each other. We both bald head. We both got the salt and pepper beard. When we walk into a room, we're going to command attention, good or bad. People are going to be like, who is he? Okay. She knows that. Ladies, I will attest to that. <laughs> I see these gentlemen. They are telling the truth. Okay, so, they are. <laughs> so the difference is my choices and our options are maybe more plentiful than others. So yes, we can pick and choose. But the bottom line is we still want the same dynamics or the same characteristics. No matter who we choose, we just have more people to choose from. Okay, you said quality. What is the quality? What are, What are you looking for? I want an educated woman. I want a woman who has a desire to always better herself. I want a woman who can take care of a home, which means cooking and cleaning. (laughs) So even if you don't know how to cook, we can learn to cook together. But if you can't keep your apartment or your house clean, how are you going to keep ours clean? Well, hopefully by this time, Gene, they really, a a woman. But see, you can't assume nothing. Okay. I've been to women's houses and I'm like, didn't you know I was coming over? <laughs> didn't you say I was coming to pick you up and the house is not clean? Well, yeah. I mean, or the room's not clean? You know, well, I came home and I just threw everything. No, girl, this has been like this for days. This wasn't nothing that just happened today. There's expectations. 
If I can keep my house clean, you have to be able to keep yours clean. If I can cook, now I'm not a gourmet chef, but I can get in there and fix us something to eat. You have to be able to do the same. Now, when we talk about now, I'm not a person that is always in the gym like Nico, but like I ride a bike. Okay, you have to be active. Even if we go on to Dave and Buster's and playing all the video games where we're moving around from side to side, you have to be active. I would love a God-fearing woman. I'm not saying you have to be in the church. My dad was a preacher. I went to church all the time. I may not go to church, but I have a I, I have a spiritual relationship with God. Okay. We talk. My thing is this. You have to have things that we can work with, just like I have to have things that you can work with. Okay. Okay. Let me stop you. Now, what you said was a nice list. You said you're 52. And all of this time, you're not finding me. You find some. There's tons there's, of women out here. It, but what I'm saying is, again, when you have conversations with these women, let's like we talked about getting to know each other. You got I got to take you out to get to know you. Wow. Go ahead, Nico. Right. Nico, so same question to you. I said I was getting wisdom from Eugene, man. I'm, you know, sometimes you got to be quiet. Let the elders talk. <laughs> he was, he was. I mean, he's, but see, but see, but no, yeah, no disrespect, but honestly, this is, this is like me and my friends, we had this, com- we had a game night the other day and we had this conversation playing space, literally. And it's, we are held to such a higher standard, but at the end of the day, some of us are not ambitious. And again, what I just told you, that ambition, that push was from a woman, mm-hmm. a sister. Okay. She made, she made me realize that I was worth more than everybody telling me I wasn't worth. Once it clicked, I was about 30. I'm going to be honest. I was a late bloomer. But once it clicked, it clicked. I put away the foolishness and I just started living righteous. And, and that's, why, that's why I stand to this day. Like as Eugene said, I've been with the, the baddest ones in the spot. And you walk in their house and it is disgusting. You know, it's right? funny. I had one of the podcasts, it was to the left, to the left. And I said, if somebody's car or their house is dirty, to the left, to the left. Because it's the sign of something oh, yeah. else. I just wasn't realizing that a lot of women. Women yeah. need to know this. Just because a woman looks attractive and looks good and looks like she has everything together, that don't mean we want them. Wow. Long term. Long term. Yes. We will enjoy them as much as we can because we're right. men. That's what we do. I'm being honest. That's complete honesty. So you guys are looking yeah, for marriageable women. And you have categories. No, 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 no. I'm not looking for anything. If I find her, thank you, Father. Correct. I'm done. I'm done looking. No, no. I'm open to the possibility. Okay. So if you find her, you're going to know you found her. Is that true? I would say yes. There was a post that we had in the Facebook group. A guy said that a man knows if he wants to marry you within six months, it doesn't take him 10 years to figure it out. He knows within six months, if you're the one or not. Well, okay. And the only way to answer that question is it depends on how much time you spend together. Because if I'm only seeing you once every other week, six months from now may not be enough time. But if we're spending a lot of time together, I'm at your place, you at my place. I'm seeing how you react to certain things. I'm seeing the interaction we have amongst each other. You, how you react with my friends, how I react with your friends. Yeah, you could say that. But it all depends on the amount of time spent together and the amount of communication between the two. So you all do not fall in the category of the men that have love at first sight. Because, you know, I just read the stats that 48 percent of the men feel like that's love at first sight and they know. And I've heard. No, she she looks good. No, you see a girl that crossed the, the club that looks good. 
So you're attracted to her mm-hmm. looks. All that does is gets her in the door. Right. All that does right. is open the door for her to walk in. Now you have conversation. Now you have interaction and that door may close as quickly as it opened. Okay. Yeah. Because everything yeah, that no, looks no, good is not yeah. good for you. And, and that oh, is no. so true. And everything that glitters is not gold. Mm-hmm. Lord, right. have- yeah, no. I don't I don't know where that statistic or where that statement comes from, but of course, any any human being, even animals have lab, love at first sight, right? And then think about it. What is love at first sight? It's not love, it's I don't lust. Know you. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Lust Thank you, I don't I don't I don't know you emotionally. Yeah. I don't know you as a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't know your cleanliness. I don't know your ambition. I absolutely know nothing. I'm basing nothing. my entire feelings on that on warm, fuzzy feeling that's going flowing down on what you look like. Because you can see you the next night and you ain't, you don't look that good. So I guess the saying that says you'll know within six months if she's the yeah. one for you is better I, I than love at first that. sight. Okay. It, it depends on the it really depends on the interaction amongst the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, uh-huh. it depends on the interaction because if our whole relationship is based off of text messages and duo messaging, no. We have to have conversation. Let's go out on a Saturday night and get up on Sunday and cook breakfast so we get to learn each other. No, no, it's it's funny, but it's true. It's little it's not the big stuff. It's the right. small stuff. The big stuff can be alleviated. We can work right. that out. And you know, the whole marriage thing is it's too completely different people come from two completely different worlds trying to come together and mesh and create a world. And so just the whole idea and the concept of marriage and living with somebody and all of that and accepting their flaws and they accepting yours and how you live and the toothpaste, this and the toilet seat and the toilet paper, all of that extra little stuff. Yeah, it does. But at this stage in life, you find out what's important and what's not. I don't believe like people keep saying, oh yeah, if you with a opposite sex or if you with a woman, Y'all going to have disagreements. Y'all going to argue. No, we, no, we don't mm. have to. We don't have to argue. You don't have to we don't argue. Have, we can have, we, we're going to have fundamental disagreements. Yeah. We, we, you know, that's just life, right? I like the color green. You like the color blue, whatever. Yeah. That's no reason to care. Now, that's no reason to argue, though. Right. And so many times, the reason we can't love one another, because we have as many alpha females as we have alpha males. And like we say in Jamaica, two bulls can't reel in our one pin. Two bulls can't be in one pin at the same time. And and, and you're right. And that brings to the point that you know I mean? a lot of women, because they've had to do things on their own and have learned how to take care of themselves on their own, women want a man to lead them most of the time. And of course, I'm saying this just from a lot of people and the experiences that I've heard from a lot of women, they want a man to lead them, but it's difficult to change that overnight. And the right man has to be leading you. Otherwise- What is leading? I don't understand that. What is leading? I I hear it a lot, but what does that mean? Because the man is the leader and he's the head of the house in how God created this to be. So the man has dominion and he leads and the woman was made as the help me for the man. We were the gift given to mankind to help Mm -hmm. him. And so the man is supposed to lead and you let the man be the man and let him lead in the way that he does. What is he leading you the wrong direction? It has to be the right. It has to be the right man leading you in the right way. And I think that's where a lot of women take pause because a lot of men don't understand their role. And a lot of women don't understand to make this work together. What is that role? What is my role for, for you? So what the, is that? What does that so consist the, of? The role of the man is the protector, 
it's, it's what God has built in you to normally do. You're a protector, provider. You're going to make sure that your family is taken care of. You're kind of the umbrella over all of that. And the woman is there to help you in whatever way that you need to, because we were created to be a help me. So he put natural instinctual nurturing in us, he put instincts and in all things that we could say, hey, babe, you know, you might want to look at this because we have, that's just built in us. And the guy's like, oh yeah, you know, I ain't even think about that. And so our brains are made different, our, our processing, our wiring, everything. Our bodies obviously are different, but people don't understand this up here is completely different because it's made to complement each other. And if you do it right, it sets you on a path. Two people can do something far more greater than one person alone. So it is really made that if you fit together right, but people don't fit together right, (laughs) and people don't understand how this is supposed to work. And so I think that's because, go ahead. What? That's what is happening. No, because you you just said it. What you said is two people have to come together. See, a lot of women want a man to lead. They want a man to be the provider. I don't want you to walk behind me. I want you to walk beside me. I want us yeah. to form a partnership. Yes, I might be the, the the president, but you're my vice president. Yeah. What I'm saying is our relationship, before we even decide to get married, we done looked at everything. Okay, well, this is where we are right now before marriage. This is where we want to be in six months, a year. If you said you wanted to start a business, this is the game plan we're going to put together to help you get that business started. If my credit is not right, this is a game plan to get my credit right. We are in this together. Yes, I am the man, but there's a lot of women that I've talked to. Well, why do I need to work if you're the provider? And these are 40 and 50 year olds. So what I'm saying is, and these are people that you know. So you can understand. I've had conversations with a lot with people she knows. Yeah. yeah. They have this this mentality, whereas they may say something totally different when they may be talking to her as girls night out. But in your 50s and a lot of women in their in their 50s and men going closer to their 60s, it's time for retirement anyway. <laughs> you know, people are looking toward the other half of life. So I can't imagine people saying that they don't want to work. Most women have built yeah. up their they, they have built up their mm-hmm. life so that if they wanted to take no. a break, that that meshes. Is that not correct? I don't know where you meet your wife. I've, I've never really met those type of women. But, you know, like he, he Eugene hit something and you hit something. Again, society has messed up the relationship pool, right? Oh, Think about absolutely. It. I totally agree. If my woman is going through something without her even opening her mouth, do I know her well enough or love her well enough to know how to comfort her outside of adding fuel to the fire? That's what equates a man. My father taught me that. The next one says, a man doesn't feel needed. For men, it's important for them to understand their connection and where they fit. And we hear this all the time, that the women are strong, independent. We talked about it, the last one, because it was on the list of why the women felt like that they weren't married, because the men feel intimidated by strong women or whatever you want to say. <laughs> that's on the list. That's on the research list now. So that's real, because I hear men say that that women feel that way. 
And we have that. Women feel what way? I'm sorry. How do they feel? Men are intimidated by a strong woman. And so this goes along with a man feeling needed. And we talked about that, that a man has to feel like he's needed because women are so used to doing everything for themselves. When you hear a man say he feels needed, that has nothing to do with the, the what you just said. Okay. He wants to be appreciated. There we go. go ahead. Take it, audience. Eugene. You got it, baby boy. Okay, you so got it. He got here's it. the thing. He got Help it. the here's... audience of women okay. out there understand a man feeling needed goes way beyond anything tangible and it goes beyond your finances oh, it's easy. and all of that. Yes, it's easy. If okay. if I wake up every morning and say, and I whether it's a call or a text, and I say, good morning, beautiful. It would be nice to wake up one morning to get that first. If the only time we talk is when I call you, it would be nice to get a phone call first. Hmm, okay. If the only time that I, only time we see each other is if I ask you out. So we want to feel that it's not one-sided. And that's as simple as can be. That's good. It is. Because a lot of women, I don't know why y'all think this, but a lot of women think because our name is man, we don't have we don't have emotions and feelings when it comes to certain situations. Yeah. No, I'm being straight up. And then when we do, if you're dealing with the wrong one, she's going to make you feel like you're a punk or she's going to make you feel weaker. It's true. Mm. She'll make you feel weaker because we require the basic necessities Eugene just said. Okay. To some women, they may look at that as, oh, dude, man up. You know what I mean? Man up. And I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't return phone calls. I may block you if I don't reached out to you several times. You never reached out to me first. We're mm-hmm. done. Because anything that I do going forward in life with any woman, it will be 50-50 off the top from friendship all the way to the finish line. Yeah? Because yeah. I'm not going to put all of my energy and effort and all of this, that, and the third into somebody. And it's not reciprocated. But I wanted to be reciprocated because she wants to reciprocate. In a relationship or a friendship, you should never, ever have to ask your mate to do things you want done to yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. I totally get that. I think that things should be balanced. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, at this stage of the game that women need to, if they like you, they let you know that they are reaching out to you. They're not just waiting for you to do all of the work. I feel like we're way past that. I do know that they're imbalanced. And if there is imbalance and you're doing all the reaching out and that person, then to me, that says they're just not that interested. So I don't want to spend my time that's, either doing exa- that. And that's how I feel. That's how I feel about that. But I, you weren't showing me what I was showing you. So obviously you're not interested. And as a man, I'm mature enough to keep it moving mm-hmm. without confrontation. Right. Okay. So we put up with what um, we want to, not what we have to. That's a that's a huge difference. Eugene, you go back to y'all have a whole lot of other options and you could just keep it moving. Correct? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with options. It has nothing to do with options. Hey ladies, I'm trying. I am so trying. (laughs) But see, that's that's the issue. Everybody wants to pinpoint, everybody wants to put it on, well, there's so many options. Yes, we have options. That don't mean we partake of those options. Hmm. You got to remember, if you and I get into a disagreement and I don't tell you to kick rocks, that means I still may have interest in you. you Think about that. We don't have to. When a man puts that effort in, when a man tries and then you don't reciprocate, bye, Felicia. Girl, bye. Boy, bye. (laughs) Got you. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I'm going to get to this last one which is the fear of divorce and loss of money. And and I think, Jean, you said that in the beginning. 
that a lot of times uh, people work hard for their money, they work hard for their job, and then if they get a divorce, they lose the money, they lose the kids, and they lose the house as a man. So I've had a lot of men tell me that they don't want to get divorced and they see so many people getting divorced, so they fear getting married and marrying the wrong person because they don't want to get a divorce. Is that (laughs) kind of how you guys feel too? This is what people don't understand. Before you get married, you know how people have a prenup? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't even need a prenup. You just need a trust. If all your assets in a trust, you have no money. So she loves you for you, not because of what you provide. You want a person that you love. If you're a wealthy person, you you have to protect your assets. If I was to get married, I would have a trust. So I wouldn't be scared of divorce. I wouldn't be scared of losing half. I wouldn't be scared of, you know, she's taking this and she's taking that. Because what you come in with (laughs) is what you leave with. Really? But but what we do together is together. Like, so what you came into the relationship with is yours. What I came into the relationship is mine. What we build together is ours. Now we can split that 50-50. Right. Mm. But my thought process is I ain't never getting divorced anyway, so it don't matter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Right. When I tell you yeah. it's some good conversation, guys. We could just mm-hmm. keep going on. I think this conversation has been really, really good and very enriching. As I always do, I say to the ladies, please listen and take in when men have something to say, as well as the men listen to the women. But I know this has always been a barrier because when women feel like they know something, they just shut down and they feel like they know what they know. And everybody's knowledge is based off of their own experience. And I just say, if you open up, you can have a different type of experience and every man is not going to be the same. Like I said, I'll see if we can all get back together because it should just be interesting to have that dialogue with the, with the women and the men together. I think there will be some interesting things that'll come out of that. So we're going to move on to the next section, which is the dating do's and don'ts. And Nico is going to give us a great dating don't. Don't expect a man to pay for things that you wouldn't pay for yourself. Hmm. Yeah. I expound on that. What What do you? Or mean? better, better yet, I mean, you go out with you go out with a young lady first first date, maybe the second. <clears throat> she chose the place. You ask her, "Have you ever been here?" No, I've never been here, but I always wanted to go here. As just just a basic human being that work a nine to five job or whatever, we have to be conscious with our funds too, especially if you have children. And I have two in college and one in the military. So again. You got to be cautious with your funds. I say that to say this. My favorite restaurant, one of them, is True Lux. I go in there and spend 300 easy by myself, <laughs> right? Four drinks and food or whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, in my opinion, those are the type of places you take somebody that you really check for. Mm. You really that you're dating. For. That's that not somebody, you don't take somebody that, that you're getting to know. Date. Right. Right. And spend $200 and I never see or hear from you again. The simple fact is... You have women who want to get to know you. Then you have women to want to see how much money you will spend. Yeah, see it like that, then. Don't expect somebody to do something for you that you wouldn't do for yourself. Right. It's really just that simple. So that can yeah. fall into all the other categories. The next segment, <laughs> to the left, to the left, girl, bye, boy, bye. Let me help you know when you need to put somebody to the left, to the left. If somebody has bad manners, what does that mean? Somebody has bad manners. They mistreat the waitress when you go out. They just have bad mm-hmm. manners, period. Yeah, just the way they talk, their mm-hmm. actions, all of that. You don't need to be around anybody like that. 
and I'm not. Corrupt. That will corrupt you and it will make you look bad. You got to get them to the left, to the left. You don't need to deal with that. Don't need to excuse anybody's behavior. Bad manners, time to go. Okay, we're now going to the crazy dating story, which Eugene is going to be telling us a crazy dating story. For Valentine's Day, I pick like 15 people, 15 ladies that I know, and I send them flowers. One of the ladies was like, I'm going to take you out. I appreciate the flowers. I'm going to take you out on a date. I'm like, okay, cool. Are you available this particular day? Yes. She does the reservation, sends me a copy of the reservations and everything. I'm good. Of course, I got to call my homeboy. Yo, this is what's going down. Oh, okay. You know, you ain't, y'all ain't never went out. Nope. You know, oh, okay. Maybe, you know, maybe y'all might have a love connection. You never know. She's good looking, very nice, great job and everything. Decent looking brother over here, you know. So I'm always early. That's one thing you'll never say about Eugene is he's late. So she said she was running a little late. I get there early. So I walk in. We have reservations. The lady's like, you want to sit down? Yes. Uh, would you like a drink? Yes. I'm going to order old-fashioned. So I gave me an old-fashioned. She shows up. She orders a drink. So good conversation. We like This is a place that she's been to. I've never been. So she knows what's on the menu. She knows what the prices are. She knows everything. I know nothing. But again, we both had a drink. We order appetizers, some sliders, some other stuff. Order our meal. I think I ordered a burger. They had like this special burger with some green. She ordered her meal. So then we had two drinks. So now it's time to pay the ticket. So the man drops, of course, customarily, he puts the ticket next to me. So I don't touch it because I'm like, okay, she's taking me out. She's taking me out. I'm waiting for her to say, oh, hand me that. So, you know, we're conversating and five minutes go by and the waiter walks by. He looks, it ain't budge. You know, 10 minutes go by. We still conversation. Waiter walks by. It ain't budge. So I'm like, this makes no sense. So at this point, I'm like, I'll pay for it. So I grabbed the, the ticket and then she goes, oh, give me that. Okay, cool. It took a little, you know, edging, but she took it. Okay. She goes, oh, I didn't think it would be this high. Let's go Dutch. What? Mm-hmm. You invited me out. You, you've been there before. I've never been there. So now if you would have said I'm on an X number of dollar budget, yeah. I'm cool with that. Because right. like you, like he said before, we all have to watch our money. Absolutely. But it was less than $100. I just said, don't worry about it. I pay for it. So I pay for it. So then we go outside. It's raining. It's storming. So her car's right there. So she gives me a hug and says, we need to do this again. Not. How are we going to ever go out when you invite me out and then you want me to pay Dutch? So, so I call my homeboy because sometimes I'm wrong. I may have misread the text message when she originally sent it. So I screenshotted the text message and sent it to him. I said, what do you see? She, it says, I'm taking you out for dinner. So I said, well, am I wrong? He said, no. So that was crazy because like I said before, it's not that I couldn't have paid for it, which I did anyway. It's the principle of it. Right. I did something nice for you, so you turned around and said you were going to do something nice for me, but I ended up paying for the niceness. If a woman asks you out, then they must, I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the rule? What's the, well, if, you, if you're saying you're taking me out because I did something for you, yes. now, that's mm-hmm. the difference. 
Now, if you say, hey, I'm hungry, let's go get something to eat, and I want to go eat, then yeah, I'll pay for it. But the whole ideal of this date was you were taking me out because I bought you roses for Valentine's. So that was like your Valentine's gift to me. Okay. You know? Okay, thank you for that crazy dating story. So this was great, guys. Before we thank them, I'm going to give you the challenge of the week. Men, this is challenges to you. I need the, all the men out there listening. You've heard the show and the men on the show too. If you're with a woman and she's confused, I need you to have that conversation with her. If she's not the one, don't make her think she is. Because I have to pick up so many broken pieces of women who thought they were on a journey that they were not on. If you know she's not the one and you just want to hang out with her and just say, say that. Have that conversation so she's not confused and thinking that you her man and you're not. Or something is deeper than not. So I'm just challenging the men because a lot of times these mixed signals, and I know women send them too, but this is just for the men. The mixed signals go around and the women is thinking, well, you know, yeah, we getting along great and this is this. And, and, it's, and the man ain't thinking nothing like that. He made you, you like, know, doctor, mm-hmm. not not to cut you, but you know, a lot of times those women be lying to you. A lot of times we told them what it was. We told them exactly what it was. We told them we weren't ready for this this particular journey. But if we can continue the flow, maybe I wouldn't. But then they'll go back to you and tell you something so completely different. This has been wonderful conversation. I want everybody to thank these guys. Thank you to Nico and Eugene. I want you to tell everybody how they can reach you. So, Gene, tell everybody how they can reach you. You can reach me, Facebook. And my name on Facebook is Brian Blackman. B-R-Y-A-N, Blackman. B-L-A-C-K-M-A-N. Gene is a.k.a. Brian Blackman. And Nico, tell everybody Moncrief. how they can reach you. Moncrief, Moncrief. street I grew on in Florida. Is um Okay, Moncrief. And these men will be joining us in the Single Life with Dr. G. So you can have further conversation or you know how to reach out to them. Guys, you just never know. We are everywhere, like I said, global. So you just get ready. Anyway, everybody, this has been a great show. I want you to share with your friends. Tell everybody to subscribe because it's all about changing their life. Until we see you the next time, I want you to live your best single life ever. This is Single Life with Dr. G. Dating over.